When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'd say it's one of the toughest shows, if not the toughest show on television to make, because it's three and a half hours of live TV. You are dealing with the absolute A-listers of A-listers. Plus, they are saving their biggest performance of the year, set-wise, budget-wise, etc., for the stage. So you are making, you're building huge structures in literally three or four minutes. Meanwhile, there's an award going on, and then there's a countdown because someone's set's not ready. And at the same time, you're giving out 10, 12 awards. So it's a really complicated show. You know, the way I think about it is, you know, we're looking this year at probably up to, I would say there will probably be up to about 30 performers. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Awardist, where we are normally chatting with the actors, creators, and more who are contenders this year and breaking down the state of the 2023 Oscars race, as you've heard me say a time or 10 here. But this week, it's all about the 2023 Grammys. I'm Entertainment Weekly Executive Editor Jared Hall, and joining me for this episode is EW critic Leah Greenblatt and Senior Editor Jason Lamfier, who oversees our music coverage. Hello to you both. How are you? Jared, how's it going? I'm great. Did my <laughs> vocal warm-ups? We're very excited. We're very excited. To- you can hear it in our voices. Yeah. I feel actually, I don't know about you too, but I am kind of more excited about this year's Grammys than I have been in a while. You know, now that you say it, yeah, I think I agree with you. I'm just liking a lot of these records, and I, full disclosure, I often don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, you know, music, uh, I think, you know, certainly sometimes has some years where uh, things don't um, appeal to you if you, you know, uh, like a, a specific genre in particular. But yeah, I, I do agree. There's such a wide range of um, nominees this year. I, I love seeing that like Brandy Carlisle is in the rock category. She's actually kind of favored to win some of those. And we're going to get into um, uh, our predictions in a few categories here today. Uh, and, and so everyone who's listening knows uh, later in the episode, be sure to stick around for my conversation with Grammys host Trevor Noah and executive producer Ben Winston. But um, for you two, for uh, for Leah and Jason. Um, well, let me let me give everyone a little a little recap first of the nominations. Beyonce leads everyone uh, thanks to her Renaissance album with nine nods. She's followed by Kendrick Lamar with eight, Brandi Carlile and Adele with seven, and then Mary J. Blige, Future, and Harry Styles each nabbed six. So first of all, what is um, Leah? I'll start with you. Your big takeaway from the nominations? Well, I think it's interesting because we're getting a little bit of a sort of a, 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 a replay on the 2017 when <laughs> Adele beat Beyonce and then, of course, famously said, I shouldn't have won. Yeah. You know, so in the interim, we have had a full shakeup of the voter base. Mm-hmm. So they added a new member class of about 2,000 people. I think it's, it's about 20% more women, 38% more, quote unquote, non-white members. Yeah. And I believe they went up 100% in explicitly in black voters. So I don't think we'll be seeing a repeat of 2017, but 
the Grammy's still going to Grammy. And there's still a lot of, you know, gray ponytails in the mix. There's a lot of older voters. There's a lot of siloed voters. Nashville tends to vote in a block, you know, obviously because they're, they're literally physically in another location. They tend to stay pretty loyal. Um, but we also have, I would say, and not in a negative way, a wild amount of category fraud this year, just when you mentioned with Brandy and rock categories. And we have, you know, we have multiple people in Best New Artist who are on their fourth, fifth, or sixth album. So obviously mm-hmm. that has become meaningless. Um, I will stop my monologue now. <laughs> but yes, it's a very it's a very interesting and messy year that could go in so many directions, not least because for the second year in a row, we have 10 nominations in a bunch of these major categories. Yeah. We used to have five. And then they right. went to eight for a minute, and now we're at 10, mm-hmm. which to me is so everybody in the pool that it almost negates and cancels out a lot of a lot of people. For sure, for sure. And, and kind of to your point of the, you know, kind of the category fraud, that's why The Weeknd uh, just doesn't even submit his music anymore um, because he just feels like, you know, they need to get their act together, which it's like, it seems like they're trying to your point about uh, the, you know, the shakeup in membership. Um, but he's still like, nah, I'm, I'm out. I'm good. Um, and uh, Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack, uh, Silk Sonic, they also did not uh, submit this year. Um, they didn't cite that same thing, but they also won very big at last year's awards. So I think they're like, you know, we, we won a lot for that, um, you know, for that song, uh, which is on the album that would technically be eligible, but we're good. We'll sit this out and let some others um, have their moment. But Jason, what um, what's your takeaway? Yeah, overall, it feels, I, I think the bigger categories feel, yeah, I think there are some omissions. Of course, there always are, but it does mm-hmm. feel at least like these are the bigger artists that people are talking about. Um, yeah. and. And then you have like a, a a couple of darlings thrown in there, which is, you know, I, I won't complain about that. I, I, I like that. Yeah. Um, I want to start with Best New Artist. Here are the nominees. Anita, Omar Apollo, Domi and J.D. Beck, Samara Joy, Lotto, Maniskin, Money Long, Toby and Wigway, Molly Tuttle, and Wet Leg. All right, Leah, who do you think should and will win Best New Artist? I have 1,000 opinions. Oh, um, let's let hear 999 say, of them. <laughs> go ahead and just knock off. Uh, Molly Tuttle is like a bluegrass thing. That's not happening. Samara Joy is old school jazz, even though she is a young woman. I don't see her pulling off an Esperanza Spalding with this one. That's immediately who I thought of with that nomination. Right? And, um, yeah. Yeah, Toby, I don't think even though Michelle Obama puts him on playlists and stuff, I don't think that one's really happening. Um, not 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 in this category. Domi and JD Beck is a little bit interesting because Money Long and, and Domi and JD Beck both do a lot of stuff for other people. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. so like 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 Domi and JD, they've worked with Ariana Grande, Bruno Mars, Thundercat, like a million people. Money, again, she's been around, I think she was signed in like 2009 was her first record, but she's written a ton of hits for Rihanna and and Ariana Grande, or at least a lot of album tracks, Fifth Harmony, Mm. like, oh yes, sorry, I found it, Solo Debut came out in 2009, so like, I mean, we're that was like seven presidents ago, so... (laughs) You know, that those to me are, are, again, we go back to category fraud. I am interested. And, and, and Anita's the same thing. I think she's, yeah, like her fifth album. Um, 
Maniskin to me are a bunch of fraggles from Italy, and I think they're <laughs> hilarious. I mean, they won obviously Eurovision, whatever, uh-huh. right? They're super fun to see on the red carpet, but the one hit that they've had is like a sixty-year-old cover, a song, a, a cover of a sixty-year-old song that I think the Four Seasons did, Begin, and like they don't really have other singles. Lato to me, it's bizarre that they're saying she's a front runner. I look, I love that song, but it is like a Xerox of a Xerox. It's a third hand sample Ooh, of the Tom Tom Club's Genius yeah. of Love that Mariah yeah. already made a hit with Fantasy, yeah. whatever that was, yep. 15 years ago. It's her only single. And then she and, and then she did it again with Heartbreakers. So it's like And then yes. and then she did yeah, <laughs> and then on. she did the yeah, the the remix, yeah. whatever that she did with Mariah, that's great. But to give best new artist to someone whose entire career is built on a borrowed hook for one single, even though it is, I think, technically by far the biggest single on Best New Artist. It was a number yeah. three. Yeah. I would be interested to see if Omar Apollo can turn can like somehow pull it off because he's very much like a Coachella kid. He's queer, mm-hmm. he's Mexican American, he has sort of like he has a lane that feels a little more defined. To me, but yeah. obviously no hit singles, right? So, and I have a personal, you know, a little bit of a bias for Wet Leg because I feel like that is a record that all of my friends who had toddlers and, you know, loved that record. And then when I went to the show in Brooklyn a couple months ago, I couldn't believe the number of older single men who were very into Wet Leg. I think we can probably oh. guess why for several reasons. <laughs> um, but it's a great record and a really fun record. So I would love, honestly, to see them win. But I know that they're not really in the mix. I think the front runners are Anita, Money Long, and probably Maniskin. And I don't think anyone will be talking about Maniskin or Money in the next few years again. But go off. And Anita, again, I think just <laughs> because she's she's so many albums in, it seems weird to me. But that's fine. All right, Jason, what do you think? You know, uh, we I, I, I don't love Wet Leg as much as Lee, which we discussed a lot. However, I was really pleasantly surprised to see them in the mix. Like, mm. very pleasantly surprised, because I do think they deserve it. Um, I do think they have, they're one of the buzzier bands um, of the past, you know, two years. And uh, it, it is a great rock record, and I, I agree with I agree with Lee in that it crosses demos. Like I think I think a lot of people are into this record, and it definitely did grow on me. And it's solid, and it's just nice to see uh, a, a, an actual, honest to god rock album that has resonated with people that is fresh, but also you know just uh, just enough of an homage to like you know the punk pop of of the past. I'd be very surprised to see what leg win. I think it would be great. Um, I mm-hmm. think what they have working in their favor maybe is um, they are attached to Harry Styles touring with him, um, which I think has kind of point. helped with visibility mm-hmm. for them. Right. You've got pro- yeah. probably the pretty, the, the biggest, you know, male pop star right now, at least of the past. He's really, he's really owned the past year. I think we can say he owned 2000, mm-hmm. 2000, 20, uh, 2022. And, um, you know, so I think that's definitely increased your visibility. Um, I am also a fan of Omar Apollo. I, I, I kind of, he kind of reminds me of, I guess I would, this is not a knock necessarily, but kind of like a Frank Ocean light. Um, like he's got Frank Ocean vibes. No, that's but a good, like, yeah. description. But he's, you know, he's mm-hmm. not quite, you know, I, some people, I, I, I 
love Frank Ocean's more adventurous stuff. I'm a huge fan of Blonde. I think Blonde was a little isolating to certain certain more listeners who like his his earlier work. I think Omar strikes that balance. He's taking some risks on this record, but there are also some really beautiful, like more traditional pop songs. I'm surprised he hasn't had a little bit more love on the radio and on the charts. Um, so I, I, I do Agreed. think he's, I think he's got a chance and I would, I would not be, I would not be disappointed to see him take it, uh, take it either. Lotto, lot of fun, lotto, lot of fun. But I mean, I, I, I don't know. I can't even tell you how I think she's, I think she's, I'm not that impressed by that song for the same reasons you know that, that, that yeah. you know Leah just addressed. It's 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 yeah. perfectly fine, but you know I also yeah. it's give fun. me a genius of love and give me fantasy, and I think you know I, I know I'm not sure I necessarily need another take on that riff. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I I think those would be my and picks. I put that song um, on. I put I I put her song on many like playlists this year. I listen to yeah. it a lot, yeah. but it, it does it's not the same as giving it a Grammy for best yeah. new artist. I feel like Agree. that feels yeah. A, a bridge that, too far. I think the mm-hmm. Nina skin, what they might have working in their favor is they're a big story. Hair. Hair. <laughs> I, 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 I think that they're really entertaining. Um, yeah. I think, I think it's, it's almost like rock cosplay to me. Yeah. I do think there's, they have, they've been a big story of yep. the past year. So that might work, uh, might work in their favor. But I, mm-hmm. I, as far as quality of the music, I'm not sure that they have kind of, risen to the top as, as much as some of the other other bigger artists. I do think Maniskin will appeal to older voters mm-hmm, who mm-hmm. miss rock. Yes. Because it's such a classic traditional sort of rock thing yes. just done by these these little, you know, lunatics in Gucci who are, you mm-hmm. know, wearing mm-hmm. you know, wearing all of each other's eyeliner and whatever. I I think still the sound of it is classic rock. It's glam rock, like you it's know. totally bringing back yeah. that vibe. I agree, and I, they are really fun to watch. I mean, I love mm-hmm. the looks. So yeah, um, yeah, they're a lot of fun. Yeah. W- wouldn't rule them out. No, I, nor would I rule out Anita. I, I don't know. This is one category I really don't know what's going to happen, but I feel some kind of brewing energy for Anita. Big big energy. Would you some, say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some let some lato big 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 energy. Exactly. It's nice to see. It's nice to see so many genuine new artist i do feel like it's a little newer than it usually is but uh with a couple of you know glaring exceptions we should say yeah yeah Yeah, exactly let's move on to song of the year this uh this one goes to the song writers uh as i list the nominees here though i'm going to tell you who the performer is the singer because in some cases there are a lot of writers. Um, but we have A, B, C, D, E, F, U by Gail, About Damn Time, Lizzo. Uh, Taylor Swift's 10-minute version of All Too Well, uh, as it was Harry Styles, Bad Habit, Steve Lacey, Break My Soul, Beyonce, Easy On Me, Adele, God Did, DJ Khaled, featuring Rick Ross, Lil Wayne, Jay-Z, John Legend, and Friday. The Heart Part 5 uh, from Kendrick Lamar, and Just Like That from Bonnie Raitt. Um, so here's where I would start here. I think Taylor Swift wants this one real bad because this is a category she has never won before uh, for her song writing. Um, do you think this is going to be her moment, Leah, or will someone else take this category? The Taylor stuff is interesting here because anti-hero is not eligible till next year. Right. But it's already Mm -hmm. sort of an odds on favorite for that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, it's a good narrative. It's a good narrative with, with all too well. I prefer this version for sure, but also, Mm -hmm. you know, it's about her basically 
like empowering herself and freeing herself from Scooter Braun and, and what the label yeah. did to her with this. So it, 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 that narrative is great, but um, it's interesting too, because um, I was just reading uh, somewhere that if Bonnie Raitt wins, it would mm-hmm. become the first song of the year written by a solitary songwriter since Amy Winehouse won for rehab 15 years ago. Whoa. Because wow. we've got we've we've gotten so used to like the mm-hmm. litany of of twenty seven yeah. songwriters, you know, yep. and <laughs> which is why I didn't list them here. Yeah, <laughs> you literally can't. Like there's <laughs> no. there's there's isn't a word count on the we'd, internet. We'd be doing that. this into the Grammys at that point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we would, and you know, and I think I think when you get into the top categories, we have a lot of people who are, who have, as we said at the top of the show, multiple nominations. This is when you get into your horse trading, right? So this is when somebody goes, well, we're going to give Beyonce album of the year. So maybe we give Adele song of the year. Yep. Because I think they know what a terrible look it would be to give Adele this award again for album of Mm -hmm. the year. Right. But Mm -hmm. is Adele an artist who goes unrewarded by the Grammys? Literally never. (laughs) No. (laughs) So, you know, you have, you have all of these things kind of coming into play. Um, where also we haven't confirmed yet whether Taylor is performing or right. Beyonce or Kendrick. Or Adele, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, well, no, Adele said no. She's actually not doing it. Oh, is she definitely she, not? I, I believe she's not performing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, she, or, or she just sort of, you know, tapped out. She was like, I excuse myself from this narrative. So mm. I, I could sort of see, I feel like Lizzo got, you know, she did get her wins a few years ago. I want to say almost th- th- this is still Adele's to lose, but I do wonder if they're going to give it to Steve Lacey for bad habit here or give it to him down category. He's not eligible for best new artist because he got some kind of solo uh, right. nod. And I think also as part of the internet, he had another Grammy nod because he would be such an obvious pick for best new artist. Right. Absolutely. Don't absolutely. ask me why Anita and money long still qualify, but he doesn't somehow, but yeah. I think it's because of the, those actual nominations. Um, I think the Grammys is like everyone's new to us until we nominate them. That's literally their goal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whether you were born in 1927 or whatever. So, but I do, yeah, I, I, I do wonder if this is where Harry gets his win, you know? Yeah. I'm I debating him here or in pop album. Right. Yeah. 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 And I think he may take pop album, but that's again, a, a pretty full category. And do you remember a few years yeah. ago? Whenever it was that they basically disinvited Ariana Grande from performing. Yes. And that was yes. the year that pop that pop vocal album was so much starrier than album of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, that basically had every huge, you know, pop star sort of shunted into that category. So song of the year, I think, is going to be a lot of calculations mm-hmm. about who they're voting for in these other categories. And I think they're going to want to give a very like, you get a Grammy, you get a Grammy, you get a Grammy. I don't think they're looking for a Billie Eilish style sweep this year. I don't think they think that's going to be good TV. And there just isn't that sort of narrative. And it obviously, it didn't quite happen for Olivia Rodrigo last year. She could have been a sweep, um, but it was a better show for it, right? That she didn't just get everything. So... That was um, inconclusive, but I said many things. <laughs> yeah, but but you're leaning toward uh, uh, Harry or Adele, it sounds like. I just don't want to count out Adele as sort of a, you know, as literally just irresistible to the yeah. voters. And that Harry is going to win a big thing. But I think that they know 
they cannot shut Beyonce out of album of the year or her and Jay-Z made join Drake in the weekend and everyone else and being like, we're never coming again. The Grammys are dead right. to us. Yeah. And yeah. they don't want to lose that. And they, sh- and they shouldn't. Yeah. I could also see Adele uh, getting that, that pop vocal performance because easy on me is uh, that is not an easy song to sing. And right. she sings her right. face off uh, right. with that one. But yeah, Jason, what are you thinking? Song of the year. Again, what I will say, similar to what I was saying with the albums, it's nice. It's it's a pretty good. It's a pretty representative mix of some of the bigger pop song stories of the past year. A lot of these songs we liked here at EW. Um, a few of them ended up on our our top ten songs of the year list, um, and we were not disingenuous about that. We genuinely really liked um, that uh, that mix, and I think it's a good. I think it's a good eclectic mix. It feels really. Um, I like that you've got like Kendrick's like beautiful, soulful funk, you know, rap. It's it's like a, a lovely sample of Marvin Gaye. Such a good video too. It's just yeah, and a beautiful video. He just is very inspired. Like he really makes a statement with this is a single, and it and it, crazily enough, it was actually like the bonus track from from the record, which is baffling to me because it was the best thing he did last year. Um, so it's nice to see that and there it really is. And, 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 and really, really happy for Steve Lacey as well. Uh, he's the, uh, Steve Lacey is the man that knocked Harry Styles from his, what was it? 15 week run at number one, which is so rare. We've seen very few singles do that. Lil Nas X, Mariah Carey Boys to Men, very few singles spend that, you know, much time at number one, especially now, um, in, in the age of streaming. It's so difficult to have that sort of staying power, I think. So, um, for Steve to come out of nowhere and for uh, the kids to love him, it's a very weird pop song. It's not a traditional pop song. There's a breakdown at the end, and yet it went to number one, and it's not nominated for a Grammy. And that gives me hope that songs like this that are not, that kind of play with genre so much and are very fluid, like uh, that they can break through to the masses. I think that, I, I don't know, that not to sound all Pollyanna, but it gives me hope for like for pop radio. and. So it's nice to see him on there. Um, I I also love as it was. We chose it as our song of the year at EW. Um, I think it's like a really beautiful update of Aha's take on me, and um, I just think he's got his voice sounds just so beautiful and crystalline on it. It's like just a perfect perfect pop song. So mm-hmm. I, I love to see that in the mix too. And you know, I think the only thing Adele may have working against her is. Easy on me seems like ages ago. I mean, it came out in October of 2021. Yeah. yeah. So, which I love the song. It's great. I, it, we we here really really enjoy that album. I think that's definitely her her most her most uh, her most solid album to date. And uh, it's a beautiful record, and uh, it's a beautiful song. Um, and, and and yeah, the Grammys will forever love Adele and. Mm-hmm. I just think, I guess what it, the, what it, what it has working against it is it, it just it feels like a long, long time ago. And she wasn't really the story of, of this past year so much as the story of, of the year before. People yeah. talked more about Vegas, really, in her residency yeah. than anything exactly. else in the mess exactly. of that. Yeah, I would yeah. be disappointed to see it win. I'm not going to lie. Not because I don't think it's a beautiful song. I just I, I, It doesn't feel representative of, of, of this year. It's not my fault she released the record when she did, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but I think Taylor Swift, um, look, I love a big, long, epic pop song. Like, you know, I think she, I think she, I think she took away the record from Guns N' Roses' November Rain for the longest 
song to, to chart the top 10. And- Jake Gyllenhaal will never show his face again. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, but I think it's cheating. I mean, I do prefer this version, but it's an old song. And um, I don't think it should represent, yeah, it was a big story in the videos. You know, the video's great and you know, she directed it and I appreciate that. But I think it's sort of a, uh, I think that's, I think it's a little bit unfair to the other artists who actually had new music, you know, that, that came out last year. So um, yeah, I'm rude. I'm, I, I think, yeah, I think, I think Harry, Harry has a good chance. Um, and I really, I, I, because Adele is Adele, I think she's got a chance, but I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be unhappy to see someone like Steve, you know, surprise people. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, well, then that takes us to record of the year, which is so close to song of the year, except that we're not recognizing the songwriter. We're recognizing everyone else who uh, worked on the track, um, including the artist. So the nominees there are Don't Shut Me Down, ABBA, Easy On Me, again, Adele, Wreck My Soul, again, Beyonce, Good Morning Gorgeous from Mary J. Blige, You and Me on the Rock, Brandy Carlisle featuring Lucius, Woman from Doja Cat, Bad Habit, there he is again, Steve Lacey, The Heart Part 5, Kendrick Lamar, About Damn Time, Lizzo, and As It Was, Harry Styles. Jason, I'll start with you on this one. Record, are you going to see any difference here between song and record winner? Yeah, that's the thing. I always like, I have to stop myself and, you know, think, okay, which is which? And this is more about the artist. Um, Yep. Yep, the artists, those engineers, is, all the which is key. You can um, you can, short, you can shortcut it that record is for recording. Yes, mm-hmm. it's it's about the recording and not the writing. Well, I mean, Abba's got this. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I mean, I love Abba. I think it's like too little, too late. I mean, the, the, what is this? 1978. Um, I I mean, I love Abba, but this I'm just I I don't understand why that's there. It really just is. I just don't get it at all. Also, that that record's not that new anymore. Um, so uh, this is tricky. Um, this is really tricky because it's about the song. It's about the presence of the artist. And um, I mean, geez, um, it's a good mix. It's definitely a good mix. Um, if we're going off, if yeah, if we're going off performance, obviously it, uh, Adele sings the hell out of that song. Um, but I also think, you know, the, the inescapable song of the past year was, was, was definitely as it was. Um, and I think that's, you, you yeah, you just, I, I think even, even, the, even the, the, the gray hair, the gray ponytail voters, I'm sure could not avoid that song. Um, and so I think that's definitely got, 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 a, got a big chance. My one issue with this list, um, is some of these songs just feel so old now. Not that they're, you know, old, old, but they're from records that are from, you know, it just feels like. Yeah, late 2021. Yeah. Ages ago. And I mean, even like Woman's, I mean, we we love that Doja Cat record, Leah, and we we praised that so much last year when we were doing this. I think that's what I keep going back to. I'm like, we were talking about that record last January, last February, and now here it is again. And um, yeah, I know that I know that song came out later, but it just it, it, it sort of feels like I just sort of feel like I'm really looking in the rearview mirror at a lot of these. Whereas I think something like as it was is still kind of I'm sure people are really sick of it, but like it's still it's that and a, and a, and a bad habit are still like very very fresh in mm-hmm. my mind. Um, but uh, yeah, I think for this one, like I I, I would lean towards I would lean toward 
towards as it was um, for, for that reason. You know, big story, mm -hmm. still recent. Yeah. And Harry is still all over the place. Yeah. Leah, do you agree? Well, look what happened with, you know, like SZA coming out with basically one of the best records of 2022 mm. at the last yeah. possible moment. Yep. Yep. And then we're going to have to see whether that plays out for next year. And I hope that it does. And I would like mm -hmm. SZA to get a few more Grammys. Yes. Mm -hmm. Sooner than later. Um, so this is kind of, yeah, this is kind of an interesting thing. It's, it's, it's Beyonce's eighth nomination in this category. Adele has won it twice. Um, five of these songs were number ones on Billboard. Mm -hmm. Easy on Me, Break My Soul, Bad Habit, About Den Time, and As It Was. And Woman, I think, was like top ten, mm -hmm. but not top five. Um, Break My Soul was Beyonce's. I'm such a trivia font today. Break My Soul was Beyonce's first number one since Single Ladies. And I want you both to guess how many years ago Single Ladies was. That was 2008. It was 14 years ago. Yep. yep. Wow. So yes. wow. that's Insane. a little bit criminal, right? Yes. But I think, again, and I'm going to stick with this plan, I think that, and I know I'm jumping ahead, that they have to give Beyonce album of the year, so they're going to maybe give record to someone else. And that, you know, is assuming a lot of calculations on the part of every single voter. But I do still feel like it's kind of going to go that way. Um, and again, this could, like you said, this this could be where Adele gets in. And I want to say that they feel like they've kind of awarded Lizzo in the top categories. I don't see her getting this. But then you think back to the whole Silk Sonic thing and you're like, oh, they like happy songs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. voters good like happy fun songs so to me that does bump lizzo back up a little bit and it makes a really clear case for harry yeah. you know in a in a way in a way that i think you know or they could go the her route and go with kendrick mm, you know where this yeah. is where they this is where they award kendrick where they give sort of a a prize for being for being meaningful and being political and and yep. it's very self congratulatory to me yes. on the part of the voters. Yeah. They do still like to do that. And now, yeah, still throw back with the Marvin Gaye sample as well. That, that, that just occurred to me. Like that's no. gonna that's gonna appeal to them as well. Yeah, and and I think if we're talking about samples, when we're talking about Lotto, Lotto just basically bit a huge chunk out of the Tom Tom Club, and mm -hmm. Kendrick did something pretty artful. Yes, yep. with the Marvin Gaye, and you're talking, it's just two really different usages, kind of. And so, yeah. again, I feel like I'm talking myself in circles, but I do think, unless this ends up being Beyonce's pity prize, that oh. this oh. could be, I think Harry is going to get either record or song. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And I don't know if they're going to lean more on the actual, you know, hairiness of it. So, in that case, it would probably be song for him, right? And not, and not record. It's tough. I was going to bring up exactly what you said about uh, Kendrick and and the the her win last year. So I so I'm glad you said that. But yeah, it's a tough category. I don't I don't know. I don't know where they go. <laughs> it's uh, it's you know, so I unpredictable. Say, I think I would not. I would rather have Beyonce get album than than record or song for Break My Soul. Same. I think Break My Soul mm -hmm. is good. I really like it. If you're a Robin S fan. You're gonna like the song, but I it, it's kind of Robin S. It's kind of Show Me Love, and it's it, it is, and 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 I and I think we've talked about this as well. It's it's not the strongest song on the on the record. I'm surprised other sing there haven't been other singles. I think there are definitely better songs, you know, on it. Um, 
it almost seems lazy to be like first single, best single, and they just yeah. Yeah, yeah. nominated yeah. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't even the plastic our... on the sofa. I knew I was never going to see here, so I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and and so I wouldn't I wouldn't be unhappy if she didn't get record or song, but like. Well, we're going to get into album. That's when things are going yeah. to get. Feisty. Well, well, yeah. Let's go. Let's go ahead. And so let, let's let's say we feel like record is maybe Harry, uh, but we could see Kendrick taking it. Does that feel fair? Yeah, I yeah. think Harry's getting somewhere there in the top in the top four. He's yeah. gonna. He's done too much for the music industry in the last yes. two years for them not yeah. to give it to him. I think, mm-hmm. and they want to see those dimples. Yeah, on I stage mean, in in the prime yep. time final hour. Yeah, they want they want to bring the youth uh, as yes, well. Uh, indeed, to, yeah. to this actual oh. ceremony. Yeah. Okay. So last thing here before we uh, before we take a break, let's get into album of the year. We of course have mentioned uh, Beyonce, her album Renaissance. But aside from her, we have uh, Voyage from ABBA, Thirty from Adele, Amverano Sinti from Bad Bunny, then Good Morning Gorgeous, the deluxe version from Mary J. Blige, In the Silent Days, Brandy Carlisle, Music of the Spheres, Coldplay, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, Kendrick Lamar, Special from Lizzo, and Harry's House, Harry Styles. Um, Okay, so it feels like we all are saying Beyonce should win this category. The other question I have is, will Beyonce win this category? And if not, who takes it? I'm a little worried that there will be, it will be the death of the Grammys if she doesn't win. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I think I will single-handedly go and it'll be a red wedding situation. because. <laughs> 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 Like, <clears throat> it just would feel like the biggest miss of the biggest miss of not in Grammy's history, but it, it would be a yeah. very, very big miss. On their it part. would be a, it would be a misreading of the moment, I think. And, you know, Kendrick has 14 Grammys. But as we mentioned, he has the Pulitzer. He's never won album of the year, even though he's had five nominations for it. I think I think, you know, talking about how they have sort of reinvigorated and changed the demographics of the voters, I think. That means it's. I, I think it would be a really bad look for Harry or Adele to take this category. I don't think anyone considers this the best Adele album that she's made. It is her divorce record. We appreciate mm-hmm. that. Yep. You know, but knowing that Beyonce has been beat previously by Taylor Swift, Beck, and Adele, yep. which is just a, a real like that's three loaves of Wonder Bread right there. Like that's mm-hmm. not ideal even though those are all great artists that we love and i think those those wins were in their you know these artists don't not deserve their grammys but yeah the optics i think though i do not want to count out bad bunny mm-hmm. I, I was gonna and bring that up i think it's it's interesting you know he just appeared in, the, in another movie at sundance's movie cassandra but he was in bullet train like he's doing all this mm-hmm. acting he's yeah. giving us multimedia you know, like he, he, like Harry Styles, was one of EW's 2022 Entertainers of the Year. Yes, and and, and, he, and he brings yeah. and he sparks joy, much like yeah. Harry. You know, he is he's doing things with with fashion. He's doing things that that you know are sort of moving the genre forward, like sonically and 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 aesthetically. And you know, uh, had some Ticketmaster mess for sure. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, but also had a great tour that was that was a huge, you know, a huge seller. So I think it's interesting to see sort of like the Latin Grammys used to feel so siloed away from the quote unquote, you know, 
mainstream or regular Grammys. And I think we're seeing those things kind of be braided together in a way that we wouldn't have before. And, you know, I mean, I remember talking to BTS a few years ago and they were like, we'll never be, you know, in, in, in this category, but we also don't have our own category the way that the Latin Grammys do. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that that's part of this very self-conscious kind of remolding of the voting body is to not lose any sort of currency or credibility. And so in, in addition to the whole, like, you know, 10 nominees instead of five or eight, we're adding a lot more unpredictability to the mix with a completely new, um, you know, voting makeup. So, so we're going to be much less able to predict than we were two years ago. Right. Right. Jason, if anyone beats Beyonce, who will it be? You know, I agree with Leah that I I think it's great that Bad Bunny's in there. It was the, the critically acclaimed record. Um, it's it's pretty epic. It's like, what, 22, 23 tracks. And again, genre spanning. I think that's like the thing that I just want to salute the Grammys for as far as like the, the, a lot of these artists are they're playing with the form and like tr traditional pop has morphed into like this new thing right it's 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 like multicultural and my multi-genre and i think that you know there are a lot of looking at this list i think that they have gotten they've captured that which i appreciate mm -hmm. um i mean i just can't imagine i thinking about renaissance um jared and i were up very late <laughs> um the night that it dropped um i'm not saying there wasn't wine consumed I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, there was. There was a lot of wine consumed and there was a lot of back and forth. At least your wiggle, Jason. Uh, <laughs> there was, there was like such a, a, a joy. We were just so yeah. excited. And, um, and I'm not even a member of like the beehive. Like I really like Beyonce, but I'm not like a super, super, super fan. And I just was like, wow, I can't remember the last time a record brought me this much joy. And mm -hmm. I feel like it, has really obviously 496 people have worked on it. So you're going to get a lot of different tastes and uh, a lot of different genres and the samples and it, 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 it's the history of music in one damn record. And how often do you see that in pop music from an artist, literally the biggest artist and biggest pop artist in the world, I would argue is putting out this this record and it feels and just, it's seamless and it's, it's seamless, seamless. Mm. it, it feels like a dj set yeah it feels like a it feels like one of the best dance parties no you've ever yeah ever been yeah. to and there's like i mean i could maybe have a couple of quibbles about oh, this this kind of loses you, you slow it down here and i maybe i'd maybe skip this at the gym but it is a solid damn near close to perfect record and i just feel like for for even for older Grammy voters to to listen to it and not just feel the love that went into this record and feel the and, and obviously there was like literal love like she dedicated Beyonce dedicated this to her uncle Johnny who exposed her to the ballroom scene and exposed her to fashion and exposed her to music history and this was her way of thanking him and paying tribute to him so there's also that story behind it we that got human, Grace Jones that, yes yeah, yeah she pulled Grace Jones out who who said she would never work with any of the the contemporary divas I think. I think there's a good human interest angle here too. Like I could see Beyonce gracing the stage and thanking her uncle Johnny 
in an emotional speech and people really appreciating that. I think it also is just, again, it's reflect, it's, it's, it's a reflection of like just where, where culture is, where we are, you know, we're, we're elevating voices that were sidelined before to the top black queer culture. This was a huge, this was the record last year. And it is really a salute to, to black queer and uh, trans non-binary culture. And, uh, and it reminds us just what the kind of contribution that those folks have made to music. And that is a Grammy story to me. So if they miss out on that, I just feel like they should just, they should just give up. They should just fold up the tables and, and go home. Like it just, though, I guess the one thing that may, may, may work against it is it's, it's kind of filthy at times. It can be a little aggressive, but I mean, so I can I, know, that's like, fine. I'm kidding. <laughs> Clearly, you haven't listened to the ABBA then, Jason. Like, do we do we know why Rosalia didn't make any of this? I mean, she must have not been eligible because she's nowhere on on here. I don't see why Motomami wouldn't be. It definitely it came out last last year. It came out last summer because that's that's you know, and that's been the criticism leveled at a lot of pop records in the past that have been album of the year nominees. Is that it's you know five singles and then filler. Mm-hmm. Right, and yep. and with Rosalia and and um, Beyonce both, you have these albums that are made so cohesively, yes. that are made as a whole complete sort of piece of art. Yes, and you know things that you don't even like. Does anyone have a shuffle button anymore? But that you don't want mm-hmm. to put on shuffle. Yes, you know that that are made with so much intention and purpose yep. and sort of like. Um, yeah, as a as a whole as a whole piece of art. So agreed. Mm-hmm. I want to go on a journey. Very... I want to go on a journey. And these, two, yes. I think these these take you on a journey. Like you said, you don't want to stop. You want to just keep. You want to keep on that on that journey and like. Yeah. Never whereas reach the Harry's house does not feel like that to me. You know. Yes. It's it's I a mood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a mood, but it is as not is Adele's thirty for sure. A journey. Yeah. Yes. It yes. goes from A to B. Mm-hmm. It does yeah. not take me from A to Z. Yeah. So I think we're all, we're all, uh, fingers crossed that Renaissance does win, uh, not just because it's like, it's her time and she's been shut out before, but because this is an album above all of these, uh, that she's in the category with that that truly deserves the win for, um, you know, a plethora of reasons. So, oh gosh, we will find out on Sunday when the awards are handed out. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be in there in the award show. This is the one category I'm, I'm already feeling myself having a little anxiety over like <laughs> waiting for them to open the envelope. You know, it's okay, like, Hey, yeah, yeah. Are we ready? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When they, when exactly. they announce Coldplay's music of the spheres, is that? Oh, oh, I cannot even imagine what the, um, Staples, sorry, not Staples Center, crypto.com arena will be like, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, you two, I will give you uh, a bit of a, a quick break here. Uh, and I'll give all of the listeners a quick break, too, because uh, coming up, Grammys host Trevor Noah and executive producer Ben Winston. The awardist will be right back. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Welcome back to The Awardist. All right, uh, Trevor Noah has a, a big job ahead of him as the host of The Big Show, but perhaps someone with an even bigger job is executive producer Ben Winston, uh, though he is uh, no stranger to these kinds of telecasts, and he's also James Corden's producer. He knows what it takes to pull off a good show, and uh, the two of them right now tease a little bit of what we might see come Grammys night. So here now are Trevor Noah and Ben Winston. Trevor, I was very excited to see uh, that you're back as host this year. It is going to be your third. Here is my question. Um, obviously, plenty of hosting experience you have, but uh, being in front of an audience like this, what have you, what, what were you able to learn very quickly from the first two times around that kind of didn't, oh, uh, didn't work and you want to avoid? Uh, and on the flip side, what do you hope to be able to lean more into this year? Well, it's an interesting question because, I mean, the first year is almost an outlier in that yeah. we didn't have an audience. You know, people weren't in the same room in the same way. You know, you had these outdoor, indoor spaces where people performing and rotating. So everything I sort of learned there isn't applicable to any other show other than the fact, you know, that I learned like to truly enjoy the performance. You know, sometimes when you're doing a live award show, you, you, can, you can focus so much on the production of it that you forget what's happening right in front of your eyes. And that is some of the greatest talents of a generation are performing live in front of you, you know? And, and that's, that's something that's truly special. So I got to enjoy that. I got to, I got to see artists enjoying other artists. And so if anything, it taught me to be present in the moment to, to focus on what's happening so I could sort of be the conduit to the audience. Because if something happens, I'm going to talk about it. You know, if something, if something happens on the show, I'm going to say something. So I'm I'm definitely present and I'm and I'm I'm consuming all of that um, because I understand how how amazing this you know it's just this live uh, volcano is that's that's erupting in front of our <laughs> eyes. It's just like it's 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 beautiful to 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 be a part of. Yeah, well, and this uh, of course is a show that's that's honoring music. Now, if I recall correctly, uh, of course you can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, you have uh, I, I don't believe ever uttered. A note saying any at all on the show. Will will we hear a Trevor Noah like compilation at some point? Maybe of all, of all the year's nominated songs. And like Ben, have you tried to get him to sing? <laughs> I have not. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know, Trevor. Have you got it in your locker? <laughs> so um, so you know, last year obviously, you know, I got to handle my my beef with um with Bruno and Anderson Park. You know, with Silk Sonic. Yeah, I was yeah. cut. I was cut out of the group and um. We've, we've handled that offline. And so <laughs> I think, I think this year, you know, I'll, I'll chat to a few people, you know, I, you know, Lizzo's going to be in the building. Yeah. I know, I know she, she can always do, you know, she was, she's always there to help like a, a backup dancer or somebody with a little talent. So, <laughs> so maybe I'll see if she has something for me and then, uh, you know, I'll, I'll go from there. I'll go from there. But I, I'm also not the kind of person to upstage anybody, you know, on their night, especially, you know, when people saying, Oh, wow that was such an amazing performance from Trevor. And then they forget about all the amazing <laughs> album of the year nominees. I mean, it is, it is the greatest year of album nominees ever. I, I don't even understand how anybody's going to handle that drama or that tension. So, so yeah, I'll save my singing for this year and let everybody have their moment. And then, you yeah. know, maybe next year I'll, I'll, I'll start, you know, mixing things up. Yeah. Well, you mentioned that album of the year. I'm going to come back to that. But Ben, I do have a question for you. Uh, uh, Trevor mentioned Lizzo being one of the performers. Uh, we also know, Bad Bunny, uh, Brandy Carlisle, among others. 
Um, from your perspective, what is the biggest, uh, I'll call it a headache, in terms of the logistics of pulling off a show with, uh, what, it, at least a dozen or so performances? I'd say it's one of the toughest shows, if not the toughest show on television to make, uh, because it's three and a half hours of live TV. Mm-hmm. You are dealing with the absolute A-listers of A-listers. On other music award shows, and I don't mean any disrespect by to this, but you'd more likely have three or four big artists and then... 10 smaller ones on the Grammys. Everybody's Grammy nominated. Everybody feels an A-lister um, and they usually are. So you have all of those performers. Plus they are saving their biggest performance of the year, set wise, budget wise, etc., for the stage. So you are making, you're building huge structures in literally three or four minutes. Meanwhile, there's an award going on and then there's a countdown because someone's set's not ready on the mm. other side. So it's this timing nightmare, all trying to get off the air in three and a half hours. And at the same time, you're giving out 10, 12 awards. Um, So it's a really complicated show. You know, the way I think about it is, you know, we're looking this year at probably up to, I would say there will probably be up to about 30 performers. Holy cow. When we're there. And of course, some of them are going to come in and out in In Memoriam and some of them are going to come in certain tributes that we've got planned. But I would say there's a lot. And if you think about those 30, you've got to assume that everybody brings, you know, let's say 10 people with them. Some of them are going to bring 50 dancers. Some of them are going to bring a choir of 15. Some of them are going to bring a glam squad to look after that 100 choir. And suddenly you're looking backstage at a live show for three and a half hours with 5,000 people running around trying to make sure that by the time they get on stage, everything is running on time, the sound's working, the light's working, the set's built. And so I think that, like, for me, I almost feel like that minute or two in the countdown to going live, it's almost like you're about to step off the side of a cliff and you're not 100% sure if your parachute's going to open, but you sort of hope it does. (laughs) Um, And so it's a very, very strange experience, quite an out-of-body experience. And and, and I would say that that's the most complicated thing in a way is handling yeah. what is just a behemoth of a television program. Well, and, and you know, some of those sets, I, I mean, in, in recent years, uh, Billie Eilish was at last year. She was in that uh, like that yeah. water filled house. house and yeah. and Tyler, the creator, he had a, a whole like, you know, the the, the burning neighborhood. Um, what, what can you tease about, uh, you know, some of the the uh, elaborate sets this year? I, I absolutely never would because it's not for me to say what they are. Uh, right. So I'm not, I wouldn't do any of that. But I would say that, yeah, I mean, uh, that's, you're absolutely right. They're really memorable. And I think that um, that's what we want to do. We want to create these performances that are really memorable. Um, you know, I think about just even moments like Harry Styles opening a couple of years ago wearing a feather boa. Mm-hmm. He's only ever worn a feather boa once. And you go to a gig, a Harry Styles gig, and you will uh-huh. see 40,000 feather boas. But that one performance at the Grammys, once where he wore a feather boa, is the defining performance that means that the feather boa is now his thing. Um, And it's really interesting. It shows the power of this show in that somebody can do one performance with one item of clothing. And now that is what they sell in merch stands. And he's never worn it since or before. So I think that speaks a lot to the, the, the like defining moments that we have. You know, we a lot of people talk a lot about ratings and television ratings on on this show. They miss the biggest story in last year's show had 94 billion social media impressions. And so I think that's what's really exciting about what we're doing. um, And hopefully we'll continue to do this year. 
Yeah, that's certainly true. How to gauge the audience uh, for not just the Grammys, every award show has has changed because uh, because because of social media. Certainly. Um, uh, by the way, you you mentioned Harry. Does that mean that we may hear your daughter's voice on the Grammys this year? If as it was is performed. Oh, that's such a clever way of asking. Um, <laughs> such, I, I have so much respect for you that you've gone. You've nearly tricked me into into something. Um, well, I don't know yet. I think I think um, I think we've got some really exciting performer announcements coming up over the next uh, few days. What I can tell you is that if Ruby Winston is is asked to perform, she 100 percent will. However, I will <laughs> never allow that to happen. And I can categorically say that um, oh, so as much as she would love it. It's never going to happen. <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, it's a, it's it's beautiful. It's a really I I find it very moving whenever I hear that record and the fact that it's yeah. the biggest record of last year, the number one streamed record, and it's my little girl sitting on the toilet because uh, that's where <laughs> she, she recorded it. Um, it's a really lovely thing that will always be a lovely thing for her, and I don't think she really understands it yet. But one day when she's twenty five, she'll realize that's the coolest thing ever. Ah, uh, well, um, okay, so. I'm going to try um, another question here that you probably won't be able to answer straight up. But the big question everyone wants to know is whether Queen Bee will be there. So on a scale of one to 10, what is the likelihood of a Beyonce performance? Never answering that in a million years. Dang it. Oh, great, right. great question. Uh, I, I promise you that it's going to be a show that is really worth watching. Mm. Okay. All right. I'll take that as a yes. Um, okay. Uh, from the years that you guys have been involved in the show, uh, I mean, I'll put you on the spot here. Uh, a, a favorite performance that you've got to experience there? My favorite performance that I've got to experience on the shows that I've been a part of? Yes. Uh, I would e easily say um, Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. <laughs> That's maybe one of my favorite performances of all time. Um, I was in a restaurant the night after the Grammys. Uh when we did that performance and this guy came up to my table and he said are you, are you somebody told me that you produced the grammys and i was like yeah that's true i was like feeling 10 foot tall no had gone so well i was like yeah that's true that's me he was like how dare you put that performance on so early at night uh, and I, was like, oh, I, I, I did love that too um oh goodness i don't know i i there's so many that i i, I really love i love the fact that we launched um silk sonic on the show yeah, and I love the fact that the first ever Silk Sonic performance with Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack was on the Grammys on that first year. I thought that was really, really cool, and um, and I was really excited about that because they obviously the following year they went on to win so much. So yeah, I think that's a personal favorite of mine. Mm -hmm. Um, all right. So last thing here, uh, and you kind of mentioned it uh, a little earlier, Trevor, that album of the year category. Um, you know, I think a lot of attention is on it this year because uh, some folks are seeing it as a, I don't want to say a rematch, but but they're back together in the same category, Beyonce's Renaissance, um, Adele uh, with her album 30. But then you look at Bad Bunny is in here. Harry Styles is in the category. Lizzo, Kendrick Lamar, Brandi Carlile. It's wild the amount of talent here. Um, what do you think by virtue virtue of, of who the nominees are that um, that that inherently will bring more people to the telecast? Well, personally, I you know I've I've come to learn this not just working on the Grammys but working in television in general and then. Mm -hmm you know, having younger siblings, I think thinking of the telecast as, 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 as how to determine whether people are or aren't watching something 
limits your ability, you know, to know who's watching or how they're watching. I think the 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 the, the better question for me would be, you know, just replacing the word telecast and saying, do you think all of these artists being in the same room waiting to see who's going to win music's biggest award is going to mean that everybody's going to be watching? I think the answer is yes to that. It's just the way the watching takes place is changing so so um yeah. you know so dramatically. So streaming you've seen you know is is not just picking up but it's ticking up as well. And then the same thing happens online. I mean, most of the the highlights that people are watching, most of the performances that people are watching, get passed around online. And I think we still haven't found a um, a suitable metric to 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 capture how many people recapture it and repost it and. You know, yeah. so it doesn't even come from the official account. It's not even from the CBS account. It's not even the, so if you're trying to find the Brandy Carlisle performance from last year, you'll find it, you know, in a hundred thousand different places. And no one's really found a way to collectively look at that, um, you know, in, in, in one specific way when it doesn't have an official hashtag affiliation. What we do know is the impressions are in the billions. Everybody talks about it. Everybody knows it when you reference it. And so I think that's, that's something that's definitely going to be, hotly anticipated i mean if you're a fan of beyonce or if you're a fan of adele or if you're a fan of lizzo or if you're a fan of bad bunny or if you're a fan of harry styles and now i feel like i've covered the world at this point <laughs> how are you not interested in seeing who's mm-hmm. going to take home album of the year um yeah it's it's really stressful because they all deserve it yeah. but um at the you know at the end of the day only one can win well, uh, I will be there in the house. I cannot wait for it. Uh, guys, best of luck to you on the show. Uh, Trevor, break a leg, and uh, we'll, we'll be talking to you guys soon. All the best. Thanks so much. Well, uh, my thanks again to those two. They were uh, certainly a delight. And I, I tried my hardest uh, to, to get information out of them about who else might be performing. But here's the uh, really interesting thing, Leah and Jason, that you know I thought they said there was, um, you know, that it... It, it's so tough these days to gauge um, the the reach of award shows based purely on Nielsen ratings because social media has changed so much. You know, we see uh, we see Harry Styles all over TikTok uh, at his various uh, tour performances, and you know, there's just so much different reach now um, with. Uh, music and and certainly you know award shows um do you feel like there's there's going to be a day where though it's just like these telecasts take on a or these awards are just handed out in a different way we don't see them televised anymore or anything like that they all go to megan trainers made you look is that what you're saying (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i'm dead (laughs) i mean that may I, you know, I think I think we've watched what happens. Look with the Oscars last year when they were like, everyone gets a fan vote, and then you end up with the Johnny Depp movie, you Ugh, know, that yeah. was literally unreleased. And I think we've seen a lot of experimenting with with format to try to like, you know, how do you do, fellow kids? And I think I think the classic is still sort of the way to go, and I think it's what's going to stand the test of time. You know, when you look back and you go, okay, how many? Grammys, did we give to Baja men or whatever it is? Not to yeah. single them out, but you know, right. I, 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 I think it's very easy to get caught up in the moment, and especially depending on how online you are. Yeah, you know, and I think that the Grammys, like many other things, do need to touch grass. Right, we need to kind of back away from from that sort of maelstrom of you know the the, the internet that tells us what everyone cares about, and do a little more of a macro look at the stuff that we think really deserves what is still 
one of the four cornerstones, you know, that's the G and EGOT. So you got to do it like you mean it. And if I don't understand why I don't see Lydia Tarr nominated anywhere here in the Grammys, but that's a conversation for another day. Oh boy. They have that sure is. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure uh, there's a spoken word. She could have gotten somewhere. <laughs> surely, surely. She already has her EGOT. I know. Yeah. Well, true. And you know, what's interesting as I watch. Uh, as I think back to Grammy's past, I, I often, unless we're talking about, you know, Adele's speech when she beat Beyonce, I'm thinking more about the performances anyway. Um, and, you know, I think for so many viewers, that's what they're tuning in for. They're tuning in for like a concert, a three hour concert. Um, so in those regards, I also don't think it'll ever, yeah, not be on TV. I think it would be really sad for it to go away, to be honest, because it's one of the few these award ceremonies are, are, are the, we have so few water cooler moments anymore mm. because obviously everything is so splintered now because we have so much, so many television shows and so many films and, 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 and yeah. you know, with, with streaming services, so many musical artists. So it's nice to see the biggest, most talented, not necessarily the most talented, but hopefully the most talented <laughs> Um, artists coming together Most in one of them. Most songwriters, we know that. <laughs> yes, I think I think I agree. It's it's really people really do come from for the performances. I I think they've got to be getting the talent back. I think they've lost some of the big talent. Like, mm-hmm. and uh, if if they if they aren't able to represent, like I agree, they need to represent what people are actually listening to. They need to represent yeah. what people on social media are actually talking about and memeing and rather than like like leah said don't try to be the internet just try to represent Mm -hmm. what people are talking about on the internet and then that's going to make your ceremony relevant just bring the talent bring the performances and they will come i hope the 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 real the music fans will come the the diehard music fans i think will come indeed yeah yeah well moral of the story is uh let's hope that ratings ultimately don't rule the day. (laughs) Um, And with that said, Leah and Jason, thank you both so, so much for all of your your expertise and your insight on the Grammys. Thank Thank you you for for having having us. Yeah, of course, of course. And thanks to all of you for listening. That is it for this episode of The Awardist. We will have full coverage of the Grammys on EW.com. And you can also watch our live red carpet show there. That starts at 6.30 p.m. Eastern, 3.30 p.m. Pacific. If you like what you are hearing here on The Awardist, follow, rate the podcast, and leave us an award-winning review on Apple Podcasts. And to keep the conversation with us going, you can follow Entertainment Weekly on all socials, at EW on Twitter, and at Entertainment Weekly everywhere else. You can also tag me at Jared Hall. We will see you right back here next week when we get back into the 2023 Oscars race. This episode of The Awardist Podcast is hosted by Jared Hall, Produced by Chanel Johnson and Sammy Junio. Edited by Sammy Junio. Full episode transcripts are available at EW.com. Thanks for listening. Listening.